0: Come enjoy the best brews in Tampa Bay at Dunedin Brewery. Known as Florida's oldest microbrewery, they are always working to create a unique variety of craft beers for every taste. In addition, Dunedin Brewery features a full menu, including everything from their famous wings, burgers, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget about their live music, including the Wednesday Night Players Jam. That's Dunedin Brewery, 937 Douglas Avenue in downtown Dunedin. Visit them online at dunedinbrewery.com.
2: This is a $9 million, 275,000-pound Atlas Agena rocket. Today, it circles the globe at a speed of over 18,000 miles an hour in little more than 80 minutes. Is this any way to see the world? It's a wonderful world if you'll only take the time to go around it. Are you formally challenging me to undertake a journey around the world in 80 days? (laughs) I say this is absurd. Gentlemen, I have on deposits at Baring's Bank the sum of 20,000 pounds, and I'm willing to wager any or all of it upon the same contention. Namely, that I can complete a tour of the world in 80 days. Go around the world in 80 days, we make all the stops, two oceans, five seas, eight ways to travel, 16 countries. 48 fantastic stars and 52 best picture awards. I'm in pursuit of a very cunning, very slippery criminal. Who? Phileas Fogg, Esquire of Savile Row, London. Pile everything that will burn into the stoke hole. Decks, masts, everything, including the lifeboats. (laughs) What is the delay? Indians. But they're peaceful Indians. Getting there is all the fun. Take her alone. Take everybody alone. Every seat is first class, and we've got enough seats for everybody. Is the way to travel it is a wonderful world if you'll take the time to go around it Michael Thomas around the world in 80 days and now hey Rocky watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat
3: again
2: up my sleeve (laughs) crystal No doubt about it. i got to get another hat.
3: Now here's something we hope you'll really like.
2: This is Keith Martin,
4: publisher of Sports Car Market and American Car Collector. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
1: Listeners, welcome. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert, Run your computers in Google Tan Talk 1340.com. And you can see us live here in the studios. Don't forget to check out our website, golfstreammotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you've missed any of our past shows, don't forget to check out our archive page, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And ladies and gentlemen, it's time to introduce my special guest for this evening, because we got a spectacular show. And I'm delighted to welcome the show my good friend, founder and chairman of the Amelia Island Concourse, Bill Warner. Bill, how are you doing this evening? Bill! <laughs> oh, Robert, it's a busy
4: day where I'm in Orlando right now doing a program. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you. Excellent. How you been? Robert? Yes, yes. Can you I hear- can hear you. Can you hear me? Bill, can you hear me? We're on live. We're live. We're live. Bill, you there? I'm
4: in Orlando tonight, and we're doing a... Uh,
1: yeah, I
4: can hear you fine.
1: Okay, so yep. how's it going up there in Orlando? Can you hear me yeah, okay? Yeah, I can hear you, Robert. Okay, good. <laughs> So tell us what's
2: going on in Orlando.
4: Uh, we, I did a program today. I did a program for Dave. Uh, Dr. Uh, Rick Workman uh, is hosting a, a thing of CEOs, and they wanted a presentation on car collecting and car values.
1: Excellent. Now, Dr. Workman has got a, an, an amazing collection of cars himself, doesn't he? Bill, can you hear me okay? Hello!
4: Oh, fabulous collection and a beautiful a garage. Yeah, I can hear you fine, Robert.
1: Okay, good. Yep, I can hear you fine. So, tell us about Amelia Island. Do you want to try to uh, reconnect? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Let's try that real quick. We will. We'll call you right back. Okay, hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, Bill Warner. He is the chairman and founder of Amelia Island Concourse, and uh, we're trying to. Actually, we were working on getting him on the show early this evening because he's got a function that's going on in Orlando right now. And as he mentioned, he's with uh, Dr. Workman. Dr. Workman is a very, very prominent serious car collector in the uh, car collector world. And he's got some amazing cars. He's got Bugattis. He's got uh, McLarens. He's got Mercedes-Benz. He's got uh, a NART Spider 275 GTB Ferrari. Uh, he's had our car. his had his cars at um, featured at Pebble Beach. His cars have been featured at St. John's. His cars have been featured at Amelia Island, number of time over the years. Boca Raton, and his cars have been at festivals of speed on on occasion. And uh, so, uh, as soon as we can get Bill back on the phone, we will uh, patch him through because uh, this is the 25th anniversary of Amelia Island. And something else is taking place this evening is uh, uh, on NBC Sports starting at nine o'clock is a special presentation called Winning Amelia Island. So when Bill gets back on the phone, he'll be talking a little bit about that. Bill, are you there? Bill, can you hear us okay? Bill, hello? Yes. Can you hear us okay? Yeah, I, I can hear you fine, Robert. All right, here's what I'm going to do. Hang on a minute. Sure.
4: Le- Leon, let me get – Yeah. hang on a second. Sure. Hang on a minute. Let me get where the signal's good.
1: <laughs> okay. hey, hang,
4: on.
1: hang on. We're good. We're good. Now, is
4: this any better?
1: Yes, it's better. Can you hear me okay?
4: Is this any better, Robert?
1: Yes. Yes, it is. All right. So go ahead and tell us about the 25th anniversary. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay. Tell us about the 25th We had a lot of background noise. I was on a shuttle bus. Oh, on a shuttle bus. <laughs> okay. So you're up yeah. there. You're near Windermere then. That's where you're at, right?
4: Well, we, yeah, we'll be honoring uh, Ro- Roger Pinson.
1: Okay. Yes,
4: we are.
3: Mhm.
1: All right. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about and, who the. Uh, go ahead.
4: We'll be honoring Roger Roger Penske, and.
1: Uh, You're in and out, Bill. You're breaking up. I am we'll be
4: honoring Roger Penske and doing the cars of Harley Earl,
1: okay. cars
4: of Penske and Team Pinsky. Uh, I'm sorry, Robert. We're in the middle of Windermere, and I've got five bars. I don't know why it's not coming through.
1: Oh, you're doing it. Keep talking. I'm gonna, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you talk. You can talk for the next five, ten minutes. How about that? Well. Tell us about some of the special events that are taking place.
4: Tell us about... <laughs> well, don't make me go that long. Okay. No, uh, we're going to be honoring Roger Penske and...
1: Oh, you're breaking up. That's sad, Bill. Can you hear me okay?
4: Um, well, we'll be doing a seminar with Roger Penske and Jim Hall. Oh. Uh, I I'm sorry, Robert. we we'll, we just have to it's not gonna work, I don't think. I don't know what the signal is out here, but I got five G's and two bars, it's just not getting through.
1: I can hear you now. Well if you want, we'll Are go you ahead. Still there? I'm still here. I can hear you just fine.
4: Let me get... Alright. Yep. Is this all right?
1: Yeah, it sounds okay. Can you hear me okay?
4: Okay. Um We'll be doing uh, We're honoring
1: uh,
4: Yeah, yeah, I can hear you fine. Uh,
1: There's a we'll del- be honoring
4: del- Roger Penske. Okay. And the cars of Team Penske, the cars of Harley Earl. We're going to be doing a seminar with John Meekham.
1: Oh wow, John Meekham will be there. Jim here. Hall. Jim Hall, excellent. And
4: uh, it, uh, yeah, you'll be able to see some of it on the TV special. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. And uh, George Palmer, Rusty Wallace, Rick Mears, uh, Emerson Fittipaldi, Jackie Eeks, Hans Stuck, uh, Jochen Moss. Uh, Brian Redmond, David Hobbs, Hurley Haywood, Bobby Allison, Johnny Rutherford. all our, As many as our previous honorees as we could get.
1: So the, the movie is going to be how long? The TV show is how long? It's on NBC Sports, correct? Hello? Yeah, Bill, can you hear me okay? Hello?
4: Yeah, yes, one hour.
1: One hour, okay.
4: Yes, one hour. All right. Yes, I, I got you, Robert. I can hear you.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, you're breaking up, though, but... And that'll it'll
4: start at 9 o'clock. Okay. And Eastern Time, it'll run again at midnight for the 9 o'clock on the Western.
1: Okay. Well, and it's a... Uh, fe- 9
4: o'clock, Eastern Time, and midnight.
1: Okay. Yeah. What are some of the other things that um, will be talked about on the, uh, on the TV show, yeah. Bill? Hello.
4: Uh, Most of it'll be uh, well. The the seminar last year on racing around the rules. Okay. Yeah, Robert, this this just flat isn't working. I guess Uh, I'm sorry. The signal's just not good, but I'm in the middle of Windermere.
1: No, Uh, you want to go ahead and see
4: if I can go in and get a ground line to call you on.
1: Okay, that works. Yeah, that'd be great. Give me the numbers. Give me
4: five minutes. See if I can get a ground ground line.
1: Okay. All right. Very good. Mm -hmm. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the uh, I, There, – we're not going to make any excuses for this because this is technology. And, you know, he's up there in, in Windermere, which is just outside of Orlando, right behind Disney World, if you're familiar with that area. And uh, and he's got a special function going on because I think there's a – like he said, there's a, 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 a seminar going on. Actually, a presentation that he's doing uh, in front of a number of people up there at in uh, um, – in Orlando area and they're talking about you know classic cars and uh, where the classic car market's going to go now if you paid attention to the beginning of our show we did a uh We had Keith Martin come on as uh, giving us our liner this evening. And and Keith is a friend of mine. I used to write for Sports Car Market. And Sports Car Market Magazine, in fact, we're going to have Keith on here probably in the next couple of weeks. But Sports Car Market, and it's also their sister publication, American Car Collector. Sports Car Market is foreign cars, and American Car Collector is American cars. And basically what these publications do is they have a number of guys, like myself, car guys, that go around to various auctions, and we're what they call auction analysis reporters. And as auction analysis reporters... Our job is to go to the auctions and, let's say, survey cars, and let's just say, for example, there might be three, 400 cars at an auction, but of the three, 400 cars, 50 of them we actually follow and write about. So we write a little summary about our little storyline about the car, the condition, the mileage, um, colors, the details, and things like that. We watch the car go through the auction, and then what we do is we do a, uh, a, uh, uh, an analysis on it. And I think we got Bill. Bill, are you back on the line?
4: Yeah, can you hear me now?: I can I, hear you I felt so stupid.
1: Oh, no, 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 this is fine. You're doing good. mm hmm So okay. uh, excellent. So are you on a landline now?
4: Uh No, I'm on my cell phone. I'm just in a fabulous garage looking at about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. nine Ferraris all all of them fairly new, except uh, one, two seventy five GTP Yeah, yeah, pretty nice. I could live like this.
1: <laughs> is one of the Ferraris the uh, Nart Spider, the the vintage one, the two seventy five?
4: No, this is a two seventy five GTB, GTB, a coupe.
1: Oh, it is a coupe. And,
4: but all the rest of the cars he's got a test, this gentleman's got a Testarossa and, and uh, uh, a five twelve, and I don't know. Wait a minute, there's two more around the corner. Well, he's got a La Ferrari too. Uh, I don't know what he does, but it must be pretty good.
1: <laughs> well, let me ask you this Since Is one of the cars there Because I think is If you're in uh, Mr. Workman's garage No, had, no, I'm
4: not I'm in another
1: garage Oh, you're in another garage Oh, okay yeah. There's a uh, lot of
4: money in Orlando, you know
1: Yeah, apparently I mean, if there's uh, Amazing Ferrari collections like that Okay mm-hmm. so, so let's go ahead And let's recap um, About Amelia Island It's the 25th anniversary this year So give us yep. some of the highlights So Roger Penske okay. Is the yep. guest of honor, correct?
4: Right Cars of Penske Racing. And uh, we're going to be doing cars of Harley Earl, the General Motors Show car, starting with Harley Earl's earliest car, which was a uh, Pierce Era we did for the uh, silent movie star Fatty Arbuckle, all the way up to uh, uh, the Le Sabre and the Y Job and all the limited production things
0: okay.
1: and
4: one offs. And uh, then we're doing uh, our goofy class this year is a class called That's Cute with Cute Cars, you know, a uh, Nissan, Figaro, a uh, uh Fiat Jolly, uh, uh a uh uh a an nice you know, that sort of weird stuff.
1: Uh huh.
4: And then uh let's see, what else are we doing? Uh, cars of Scaglietti. Oh. And we'll do a class of uh, competition cars and a class of uh street cars. So
1: this is for Scaglietti now?
4: Yeah Scaglietti.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. By any chance, is one of the cars there that Carroll Shelby did? Remember, he built three of those things. There were three Scagliettis. Uh,
4: yes, the uh, Scaglietti Corvette. Yes, we do have one of those. As a matter of fact.
1: Okay.
4: We have Bill Marriott, which is, uh, uh, you know, it looks like a uh, Tour de France, but it's actually a Corvette.
1: Okay. And then, as far as oh, okay, so that we're going to have now, you mentioned John Meekum's going to be there when the yes. oh wow, so yeah, when, from
4: Meekum Racing, you know, he he was. His drivers were Jackie Stewart, uh, Roger Penske, uh, Graham Hill, uh, you name it. He had all the great drivers.
1: That's incredible. That's incredible. Um, How many of uh, Jim Hall's cars are going to be there?
4: The Chaparral 2 and the the Grand Sport 2, which has never been seen in public. uh, It was a project car by Frank Winchell at General Motors, which led the uh, uh, the, 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 uh, foundation for the Chaparral.
1: Are they going to have the sucker car there?
4: No, no, uh, uh-uh. no. The, the, this this GS2 is, if you Google it, it's uh, it's one you've never seen.
1: It's one I've never seen. Okay, well, I always love to see cars that I've never seen before because that makes it yeah. special. So, yeah. tell us a little bit about more about uh, Amelia Island. So, one of the things that I think that makes your show so special. Is the fact that you have two classes. You have a pre war class and a post war class. And I think that's very, very um, exciting because. No,
4: actually, we split it in uh, Concorde de Sport and Concorde d'Elegance. Okay. So we have the elegance cars and then we have the race cars. So we give two awards uh, for. Uh, uh, you know, we got two fairways. It's hard to judge a Ferrari GTO against a Duisburg SSJ, so we split them up.
1: Well, that makes perfectly good sense. Now, you've been doing that for how many years now?
4: 25. It's our silver anniversary.
1: Silver anniversary. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, my
4: hair matches it,
1: too. <laughs> okay. How about a hot rod class? We got a hot rod class here this year? Which class, now? Eh? A hot rod class. You got anything? any hot rods going yes, on? Yes, we
4: have one called Rolling Bones.
1: Rolling Bones. Okay. They're
4: cars built. Within the last twenty years, but they're built in the manner of nineteen fifty. Okay. So they're they're heads. They're uh, uh, steel-bodied uh, thirty-two Fords. Most of them three-window coupes, roadsters. They're rolling bones.
1: Excellent. And they're
4: coming. They're coming from as far away as England. So it's pretty cool.
1: Okay. Motorcycles this year. We got a fair amount of motorcycles showing up.
4: Yep, Yeah. And uh, uh, the the class this year is for complex motorcycles. You know, something that a uh, little bit more uh, elaborate than what you'd normally see.
1: Okay. Now, seminars. So you're going to have the one with Roger Pensky and Jim Hall and John Meekham. They're all going to be in the same room. And then are you going ha- to? Yeah, they're
4: going to be in the same panel along with Rusty Wallace, Rick Mears, and George Palmer.
1: Oh, okay. Excellent. And jo-
4: then, and then on uh, Saturday, the the, the, se- the seminar will be uh, Walt Zernacki, who's uh, Pensky's right hand guy. Uh-huh. And uh, the the guys who formed Penske Racing back in the 60s, Woody Woodard, Don Cox, Carl Kanehofer, uh Jay Signori, who did the IROC pars, and it'll be paneled by Ray Everham.
1: Now, are they going to be talking about uh, cheating again this time? No, no, no. No,
4: we never do that.
1: Oh, you never do that. Oh, okay. We <laughs> talk about
4: racing around the rules and the unfair advantage.
1: I have to tell you, last year at that seminar, I was so impressed. I mean, Ray Everham, you know, he, he hosted that one. And uh, and and some of the stuff that they pulled out of the – some of the creative stuff that they did was pretty amazing.
4: Great. The three tape measures I like.
1: <laughs> the three tape
3: measures, yeah.
4: One that measured long, one that measured short, and one that measured accurately. That will be on the television show tonight at uh, 9 o'clock. They'll, they'll have that little piece on about the three tape measures.
1: Okay, tell us a little bit more about the, the TV show. Now, this is a very special presentation. It's on NBC Sports. It's at yep. 9 o'clock, and it's called mm-hmm. Winning Amelia winning,
4: winning Amelia. No, just Winning Amelia. Oh, Winning Amelia. And okay. it was put together by Jim Stones Media in Jacksonville, who's an Emmy Award-winning company, and they put together this fabulous piece that really kind of gives you the taste of Amelia. You know what? We're not running cars through saying, Here's this, it won that, here's this. It won. We do image pieces we do the the uh, seminars we we talk a little bit about everything that goes on there some interviews with some of the owners and drivers so it's uh, it's it, it kind of tells the story of amelia
1: okay how many judges are you going to have this year too many too many <laughs> you know what never ceases to amaze me is how you know every judge's name and exactly what they do your biggest fear has got to be that they're not in sequence and they step out of line Or would you catch that?
4: No, Bobby Unser did that to me one year. He started on the right side and ran around to the left side to try to break my rhythm. Yeah? If I get in rhythm, I'm okay. If the rhythm's broken, then I have a tough time. (laughs) Yeah,
3: a tough time.
1: (laughs) Okay. Bill, back in the day, were you a hot-rodder when you first started out with cars, or were you—did you always kind of like—
4: More of a sports car guy. Okay. I worked for a Volkswagen dealership, and they had a couple of Porsche specials that they raised.
1: Okay. And then that's, what kind of, that's how you kind of got bit by the bug?
4: Yeah, I went to Daytona, and I think it was 1960 was my first Daytona, and I was schlepping tires for the guys. And uh, wow. let's see, how old was I then? I was uh, 17 years old. Actually, I went to my first race in Donellan, Florida, uh, on an old airport. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Now, when did you start taking pictures and stuff of cars? Nineteen
4: sixty, I shot a race at Sebring. Then I went off to college, and I picked it up again in '67.
1: And then, from '67 all the way till the mid '70s, and then at one point you were racing yourself there for a while, right? And some still of still
4: the... do. I just ran Daytona last uh, November in a Pontiac Firebird.
1: and a Pontiac
4: that, that I bought off, bring a trailer, put, put a five hundred and seventy-five horsepower engine that Bill Bryan in Orlando gave me, and and we finished second in class and finished the four hours.
1: No kidding.
4: I, I, I drove with two other guys, and uh, three other guys, and we had a ball.
1: How about that? So tell us about this event that you're doing in Orlando this weekend. What is this all about now? You said it was... uh,
4: Some uh, CEOs from around the country are here, and they just wanted to hear about cars and collecting cars. Oh, by the way, this, this guy's garage is pretty good. He's got a Bugatti Veyron and F-50. I'm looking around the room right now. Uh... A uh, 458, a Chesterosa, a Super America, a 275. We should all be so lucky, huh?
1: We should all be so lucky. Well, now, you have some pretty amazing cars in your own collection, so... Not like this. Not like, well, you, you had some pretty amazing... By the way, do you still have the Daytona?
4: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, you got to get. it. But you sold the Maserati, right? The, cab, the Ghibli? Yeah, I
4: had a Maserati Ghibli. How about and, uh, you know, you got to pay the bills. And oh, yeah. then I'm going to sell a month's jet at uh, Amelia this year.
1: Oh, you can going to sell Oh, okay. As, which auction is that going to go through? RM, of R- course. Okay. All right.
4: And Rob Meyer would shoot me if I put
1: it... <laughs> <laughs> well, we wouldn't want that to happen. We need to get him on the show one of these days. I want to get Rob up here and have him talk a little bit about RM. and can place. Yeah, we need to do that. Um, All right. So who else are some of the other celebrities in the big name people are going to be roaming around? That's the thing about Amelia Island. You just anybody and everybody and who's who will be making their appearance basically and just kind of meandering through there because you get such an amazing collection of cars, amazing, eclectic draw of, of, of just from people from all over the world. I mean, it's a world class event.
4: Well, thank you. Uh, well, we tried to bring back as many of our previous honorees as we could, and we could afford and we could get. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned them earlier Hans Stook, Jackie Eek, uh, Emerson Fittipaldi, uh Hurley Haywood, Brian Redmond, David Ha, Bobby Allison, Johnny Rutherford, uh, Bob Anser. Uh, and uh, we have a sponsorship with Delta Airlines who's going to bring some of them in. It's called Flight of Champions. Oh. So. That's
1: going to be pretty cool. Now, is Delta a new sponsor for this year? What's that? Is Delta Airlines? Are they? Yes. Ad- oh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I just yeah. came back from uh, Scottsdale uh, last week on Delta. I and, fly Delta everywhere. Yeah, this uh, excellent airline. Excellent airline. I'm Delta, I'm Delta Platinum. You're Delta Platinum. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. which, okay, so give us your take on the market a little bit. I mean, did you get a chance to follow what was going on at uh, in yeah, Scottsdale? I was in
4: Scottsdale. Uh, retro mods seem to be popular. They don't do much for me, but evidently they do a lot for some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the classics seem to be kind of soft. Uh, Ferrari still seem to be strong. Right. Porsche 911s, which were really strong, have softened a little bit. But, you know, uh, the stock market's been so good, people have put money in the stock market instead of in the cars. You see the stock market fall. You see interest rates go up. I think people will be back in cars.
1: Okay. So where do you, you know, we had this discussion once before about the concourse. Where do you see, this is the 25th anniversary of Amelia Island. Mm-hmm. Where do you see the concourse in in five years? Do you think it's going to change much?
4: Yes, I think it will. And I think the internet is having a lot of uh, effect on it. I think manufacturers are, are looking at live shows and Thinking that they can get more by streaming, I, th- I think it, uh, it, it, it's 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 going to stabilize, but it, it's. I don't think they're going to grow a lot. Uh, I don't know millennials what what they're interested in. Millennials, I just don't know. Uh, it's always going to be a challenge.
1: Do you see the demand for, in other words, in your case, for example, in Amelia? Do you find it harder and harder to get, let's say, pre-war cars there? Um, no, getting no?
4: cars is never a problem. Getting get sponsorships is always the
1: problem. Sponsorship, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a challenge for almost any anybody that puts on an event, sure quite frankly, because yeah. they want yeah. bank, they want ROI, return on investment.
4: Yeah, I'm going to ask Roger Pinsky. You know, he's he's been he gets new sponsors all the time. You know, he goes from. Uh, Porsche to Acura, from Sunoco to Shell, to DHL. You know, he he has that magic touch that uh, people want to be a part of the Penske operation. I'd like some of that to rub off.
1: (laughs) So what are your thoughts on him taking over uh, Indy now?
4: Well, he's going to make the facilities better. He's already building new bathrooms.
1: (laughs) He's already building a bathroom. (laughs) How about the sport itself, IndyCar.
4: I you know I don't know I, I I think IndyCar racing is some of the best racing around. Uh, I think it's uh, uh, although they're spec cars, it's really close racing, and you never know who's going to win the race. You know, some other races are predetermined.
3: Well,
1: now what about you? Are you are are you an F one an F one fan? I mean, do you follow F one racing, Formula One? You know, I
4: I like to. But you know there's going to be one of three cars win when the race starts. It's either going to be a Mercedes, it's going to be uh, uh, a Ferrari, a possibility of a Red Bull. And everybody else is it also ran. You know, it's uh, it needs change. It's gotten dull. Okay, That's my opinion. You know, people will disagree with me, but that's my opinion.
1: Well, you know... I kind of harken back to the days of Can-Am and Trans-Am, and what I liked yeah. about Can-Am and Trans-Am racing is there were rules, but there was innovation, and you could come up with some pretty cool stuff. And probably the best yeah. example of that was Jim Hall, because he came yeah. up with some pretty amazing stuff. He was extremely innovative.
4: Well, see, the new NASCAR series in 21 is all going to be spec cars. going to be Dallara chassis with uh Uh, The carbon fiber bodies, they're all going to be the same. It'll be like IndyCar racing, except stock car. They're all identical. Uh, It makes for close racing, but does it make for good racing? That's what I question.
1: Okay. Well, that's kind of my thing about, you know, it's it's big-dollar spec racing is what it is. So now it's driver, driver driver-air, mechanical failures. Yeah. So...
4: Uh, I hate to run, but they're calling me. And I appreciate you letting me come on and, and type the, the, the Concord, March 5 through 8. Go to www.ameliaconcord.org and watch the show tonight at 9 o'clock. If you've never been, you'll see what it's about.
1: We will we will do as best to promote it tonight. I thank you very much, Bill, for coming on the show. Thank I you, know, Robert. I know you're busy, and uh, we will see you in a month. Thank you so much, Robert. Take thank, care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I want to thank my good friend, Bill Warner, founder and chairman of the Amelia Island Concourse. You can go to Amelia Island, AmeliaIslandConcourse.com. Find out all about it. And don't forget to watch TV show tonight, Winning Amelia, on NBC Sports starting at 9 o'clock. That's it. So, having said that, I think what Tommy's going to do, because he's got that turntable been spinning around and around and around and around, and Tommy's got to be dizzy by now. So, go ahead and fire up that turntable, and let's play, hey, how about a little Steve Miller and uh, Mercury, right? Is that the name of this one, Tommy? The Mercury Blues, right? <laughs> the <laughs> Mercury Blues. All right. Hey, you're tuning into to Nostalgia Freedom of Cards, don't touch that dial. We will
3: be right back. Mercury or two Cause I'm crazy about a Mercury Cruise up and down this road Up and down this road I'm going to buy me a Mercury now Cruise up and down this road Up and down this road You know that gal I love I stole her from a friend Who got lucky stole her Again, because she know he had a Mercury cruise Up and down this road Up and down this road and Well, she knowed he had a Mercury And she cruised up and down this road
1: We're back and you're tuned into Nostalgia Medium and Cars. And uh yes, AmeliaConcourse.org. That's where you can find out all the information. Ameliaconcourse.org. Go right to the website. I gotta tell you, uh, I need to get better at this. I mean, I, I see there's some notes coming in here on the side, so I wanna say I see we've got a couple listeners here. One of them is Vic Piano. Vic, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I didn't glance over there at the time because I was too busy trying to keep the show going because poor Bill was having trouble with this, you know, because he was kind of like out of range. And that can happen. And see, ladies and gentlemen, this is live radio. So this is live radio. Anything can happen. We're not making this up. There's nothing scripted. It's the real deal. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. This is uh, it's fun. And that's, you know that's the that's the beauty of it i mean there's no there's no second takes when we're doing this thing we got like 54 or 55 minutes to do the show and uh and we have some fun at it and there's a lot of prep work that goes into it people don't really realize it but it does um i was probably leaning too far back on the mic there so i'm not sure if you caught that but at any rate so amelia island i've been going there shoot since 1997. So that's twenty-four years on and off. I've been going there, and of course, religiously for the last ten years. And uh, especially since we've been doing the show, and Bill and I have gotten to be pretty good friends over the years. And I have the utmost respect for him. And the guy's super, 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 super knowledgeable. And uh, it's very, 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 very busy time for him, but, I mean, he really does assemble some of the most amazing cars on the planet, and every year you can expect something different. But, again, one of the most important things – I shouldn't say most important, but what the neatest thing is is the fact that it's like a big family reunion. Everybody that shows up there, they're all Bill's friends. Uh, they're everybody's friends. I mean, you go there; the people are approachable. You can talk to them. You can take pictures with them. You can get autographs with them. The seminars—you've got to go to the seminars. Like we were talking about, the one—you know—racing around the rules last year was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, we got the biggest kick out of some of the stuff that those guys created. I mean, the fact that this half the stuff—and you'd have to when you watch the TV show tonight, Winning Amelia—and and you listen to De, uh, to uh, uh, Ray Everham. I mean, the 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 fact that these guys, that the that the uh, inspectors, the judges, didn't catch some of this stuff is is mind blowing. You know, I mean, chrome bumpers. This is a real simple one, you know, but they were made out of aluminum and they didn't weigh anything. You know, nobody bothered checking that stuff. You know, Smokey Eunuch's car. And I wish Smokey Unix was alive. And and had he gone to uh, Amelia, that would have been probably one of the most spectacular because he was probably the most notorious when it came to cheating. And it wasn't cheating until you got caught because it wasn't until after the fact that somebody squealed about something or, you know, that it became a rule. And um, so, you know, as the car goes through the tech inspection, you know, they set a template on it. It's got to fit. You know, they check this, they check that. But the thing about the tape measures, you know, because now all the inspectors had tape measures, and he had one had three different lengths. No lie. He really did, you know, and uh, and the increments. But if you're just looking at it, it could be off just a little bit. And in some cases, an eighth of an inch, a sixteenth of an inch, a twenty-second of an inch or something like that could make all the difference in the world. You know, it could be tire width. It could be spoiler height, which is usually what they were doing, what they were messing with in the back. And uh, so, you know, and, of course, as these cars have evolved, you know. Now, am I a big fan of spec racing, which is kind of the direction they're moving into? The only thing I can say about spec racing is it contains the costs, okay? But back in the day, and and Bill's old school, and I'm old school— can Am racing and Trans Am racing. There were no rules, really. I mean, you just run what you brung, and the most innovative stuff. And you know, the guys, the tech guys, would be scratching their heads. I mean, Pete Brock's been on our show a number of times. Pete can tell you some great stories too. If you guys saw the movie um, Ford versus Ferrari, there were some hints in there. You want know, to talk about like when, for example, the brake assembly deal? If the rules, if the rules were slightly, let's just say, not. You know, T's crossed, I's dotted, and real specific, if there was a way to get around it, a loophole, they did. And rightfully so. You know, racing, like a friend of mine used to say, is cheat, cheat, hard to beat. That was his motto. Cheat, cheat, hard to beat. I never forgot that. He was a vintage SVRA guy, and he used to race a, uh, um, a Triumph. His name was Dennis Day. And uh, he's unfortunately no longer with us, but he was a super nice guy. Uh, but hardcore racer. And when he went out there and raced, I mean, he was hard on equipment. And uh, But he was a mechanic, too. So, you know, you look at guys like him, you look at guys like uh, Mark Donahue and Ken Miles. And in fact, I made a comment the other day on one of the uh, um, social media blogs. I said, Ken Miles was to Carroll Shelby like Mark Donahue was to uh, Roger Penske. Because Mark Donahue was a driver, mechanic, slash engineer, if you will. And they called and, – and, in fact, I had to laugh because I was reading another blog where it says – the word engineer comes from engine, okay? And if you stop and think about it, guys like Ken Miles, who had an amazing story. In fact, if you go to my Facebook page, I put a little storyline on there because somebody did a little documentary just on Ken Miles himself. The guy was a pretty talented guy. It wasn't just a race car driver. He was a car guy. So the guys that actually know how to wrench and work on the cars often will take better care of the equipment than, let's say, some guy that just hops in a car, straps on a suit, buckles up, and then takes off. Because... He's just basically, you know, a hired gun gets in the car and, and drives and, and throttles it. But the guy that actually has to work on the car has a feel for the car, can come back and communicate with the mechanics, the the guys that do the setup, the guys that do the engine building, you know, the guys that set up the gears, uh, suspension, you know, because it this all talks to you guys. You know, when you're driving a race car, you can feel it, um, and and you can tell the difference. I mean, right now, for example, we have a 1990 uh, 80. 88 Porsche 944 Turbo for sale, okay? Well, somebody had done some suspension mods on this car and set this car up for the track. Now, I've driven original, unrestored, stock 944 Turbos. And I'm not really a 944 guy, but i got to tell you that in terms of driving and handling, whoever set this car up did an amazing job because I try to contain myself on the street, but it's pretty hard to do that because that thing handles so good and it has such great traction uh, and acceleration is really, really good because they tweaked that, too, a little bit. This thing runs really, really good. I mean, it keeps almost keeps up with any 911. I remember um, years ago, we were, my wife and I were on our way to one of the vintage races, the HSR race down at Sebring, and I was in my 930 back in the day, my 86 930, which is relatively stock, except I had a modified wastegate. So the boost would come on a little bit quicker and maybe just a hair more. And I had an adjustable boost gauge in the car as well. Well, this guy in this 944 Turbo, kind of came rolling up behind me, and I was kind of ditty bopping along about 90, 100 miles an hour down 66, and because uh, it's like State Road 64, then you get into Zolfo Springs, then you go down a few blocks, and you hang on to 66, and it's just pretty much wide open all the way to Sebring. And uh, so we were kind of dicing it back and forth, and of course, I have a rule, and my rule is, is even though I know that my car is probably faster, I will let you get in front of me, and then what I'll try to do is I'll push you. So I'll push you a little bit in the turns, push you certainly in the straightaway, just to let you know that you know you can't get away. Uh, particularly if I had a faster car. Well, this forty-four turbo was a pretty quick car, and uh, so we were dicing around. My wife was pretty cool. You know, she didn't mind. She trusted my abilities. Okay, <laughs> even though Teresa was like, "Whoa." You know, uh, I got plenty of stories like that. One time I did get pulled over and I managed to talk myself out of that one. But anyway, so what happened was is we're on the last leg just outside of uh, Sebring on 66. And it was a nice long straightaway. So what I did is me and the 44 decided to turn this thing into a drag race. Well, I blew past him. And then I, there was a road. that comes uphill. So just for some strange reason, I just had this funny sixth sense and I backed off and let the 44 shoot past me. As soon as he shot past me, Right on the side street there was a state trooper. He saw me. He saw us. He saw the other guy. And I immediately slowed down and pulled over. I literally pulled over. But this was on a crown, just as you're going into 66, or on 66, right? The 44 just kept booking it. And I don't know if he saw the, the, the state trooper or not, but I certainly did. The state trooper shot past me, just kept riding and going, like, right after the 44, but he pointed at me. Now, I don't know if he had my tag number or not, but as he was going down the road, I put my car in reverse and I backed up. So I was like making that crown just kind of like disappear. And then I backed up to as far as that road was, hung the left, went down that road. I wasn't sure where that was because I'd never gone that way before. I came in the back way of Sebring. We found a uh, village inn. I parked the car behind the village inn. We sat there for about an hour, had a cup of coffee and something to eat. I just wanted to let the... Kind of like you know, let the, the dust die down a little bit. Okay. So, anyway, I figured, okay, it's pretty cool. Now, there's two ways in the Sebring. You can go through downtown or you can go take 66. I went through downtown this time because I figured, you know, that guy's probably looking for me on 66. And uh, probably gave a, probably an APB out, All-Ports Bulletin. You know, I don't know. Anyway, so we wound up at Sebring. We were about an hour late, and I parked the car kind of like near the, uh, near, near the paddock area. So we're up there, and we're mingling and having fun, and I'm talking, socializing, and we're going all the the place. About two and a half hours later, I'm up on the second floor watching some of the races, and about this time, my wife taps me on the shoulder. She goes, look, look, look. And I look over, and these guys in the 944, they pulled up. They're driving through. They saw my 930 sitting there. They drove around the 930 a couple times, and then they pulled over, and they parked near it, like two cars over from it. So my guess is they were probably looking for me. I never went near the car the whole time until it got dark and it was ready to ready to leave. But uh, that's just one of those stories. So, but I did gain respect from the 944 Turbo. Now, the regular 944 is a pretty good car. It's an entry level 9 uh, Porsche. Uh, it's very Audi-ish, you know, because the engine's built by Audi, and uh, but or the car's built. I think it well. The story was, originally, they were built in Ingolstadt, or they were built by the Audi facility, but I think later, the 44 turbos were built in, uh, because the motor's half of a 928 V8, and they were built in um, probably uh somewhere outside of stuttgart there not necessarily in porsche factory where works one where all the 911s were built in 928s and stuff but somewhere like, but still it's a porsche okay so a 944 is a very forgiving car it's a great car to learn it's a great autocross car i will say that because you know it's rear-wheel drive it actually has a transaxle in it and uh but they're very 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 uh neutral as far as you know weight weight to uh weight distribution wise and uh, so I was pretty impressed with that. Now you put a turbo in there, and they're a little quicker. You give a little bit better suspension. Um, pretty pretty competitive car. Not a bad piece. So anyway, go to my website. You can check out the uh, 88 944 Turbo S, or Turbo, not an S, Turbo. And uh, it needs a home. So occasionally I buy cars. I got a couple Mustang project cars for sale. What else do I have? I've oh, got a couple MGB project cars for sale. So you know, and I broker these cars for people. So some of them my own, some of my, some of them belong to my customers. I got a nine twelve that I'm trying to broker right now for a guy. It's a sixty eight, nine twelve, and this gentleman bought this car brand new in uh, in Germany. In 1968, it's a Targa, so it's a soft window Targa, 68, 69. Instead of having a bubble window like the typical Targas have, it's got a soft window, so it's actually got little buttons there, and you can retract it and push it down. And it's kind of like just all you have is just uh, an open car with a roll bar. Pretty cool. And uh, But I have a customer out in Scottsdale, Arizona that's possibly interested in it, so I contacted the guy today. I was over at my good friend's Special cars, oh, specialty cars only. I was talking, uh, hanging out with Keith and those guys over in in uh, And let me tell you something, these guys do absolutely impeccable impeccable unbelievable work. I mean, they do Resta mods, they do Ferraris. I mean, a number of his cars have been at Pebble Beach and at Amelia Island. The level of the restoration is is mind-blowing. This like to a T. These guys are true, true craftsmen. There's only three guys that work over there, and they're all older guys. They're all in their 60s. And that's the thing you find is the guys that have the real craftsmanship, the real art that understand it, are the older guys. But I will say, in the defense of the younger crowd, there are a few guys. And when you go to, like, SEMA, for example, SEMA this year. Every year, I should say, in the last four or five years I've been going there, the bar's been higher and higher and higher. These young kids in their 20s and 30s are coming up with some pretty cool stuff, pretty amazing. Every Sunday, a bunch of us old fogies meet down at McDeer Beach McDonald's. So if you're bored out of your mind, if you can get up at 8 o'clock in the morning, you can hang out there with us. We drink coffee and and eat uh, whatever else McDonald's serves, egg McMuffins and stuff like that. Egg McMuffins. And uh, we just kind of hang out with those guys. And, you know, all kinds of people stroll through there. Well, as it was getting kind of later in the morning there, like around 11 o'clock, this guy rolls in in this little Dodge pickup. He comes flying around the corner there, and he hung a left, like right, or hung a right. And we thought for sure the guy was going to roll this thing. Well, he comes in, and this thing sounds pretty healthy. You look at the back of it. It's tubbed. It's got a set of 12-inch tires on the back. They're sitting on some uh, American torque thrust. He's got some skinny, 4-inch skinnies on the front and a straight axle. And I said, wow, that thing sounds pretty healthy. Now, it just had this... Edgy, just nice old edgy look to it it was really pretty cool and uh, so the kid pulled out we all walked over there because you know we see something new and different you know we're car guys you know it doesn't matter whether it's a sports car whether it's a muscle car or or, or a pickup truck you know and of course Ford had the Econoline uh, Chevrolet had their little Green Buyers, and Dodge had their little uh, well we all the little red wagon but I can't remember what they called their little uh, their little like their the, the pickup van whatever they had Trade something or other, I think is what it was called. But anything, this thing was tricked out pretty nice. So he pops the hood because you know the head, the engine's inside in the middle there. And he raises the thing, and it's got a, th- a small block Chevro- a small small block of some kind. I can't remember. I got to look at the pictures of it, and uh, with a blower on it. I thought, wow, you know. And what they did is they tried to design, the copy that. They they built this car to kind of mimic uh, the little red wagon, which was the wheel standard that Dodge had back in the '60s. And, uh, and one of the wheels on the front, and I'm going to take a wild guess that they were magnesium, was actually autographed by the gentleman that raced the original driver for the Little Red Wagon. And if you guys follow me on Facebook, you'll see that some of the stuff that I, some of the pictures on there, like, for example, the Little Red Wagon, I have a picture of that. The Volkswagen one that was done by the guy that, uh, I can't, remember, and I'm bad with names, I apologize for that. The guy that was in St. Pete, we actually had him on our show, he lives in Georgia right now. Um, he started out with... Uh, one of those wheel standers, and then did one with the Volkswagen. And then, of course, the uh, Hemi under glass. And there's there's uh, Strewberry, I think, was the original driver. And there's been a couple other drivers since then. So the fact that some of the original guys are still with us is is pretty cool. But anyway, so the original driver of the Little Red Wagon actually autographed, kind of etched his name in the in the magnesium wheel, which I thought was pretty cool. Speaking of which, jumping back to Amelia Island, the fact that guys like John Mecham, Pansky, Jim Hall all these guys are still around that's what's that to me is just amazing and this year my quest is to try to get some more of these legends on our radio show so we can interview them and hear their stories or at least part of their stories So that you guys can get kind of a feel of what these people really like. I mean, these are the guys that I grew up reading about in the magazines back in the 60s and 70s. You know, these are the guys that were, you know, setting the trends in racing and drag racing and road racing and engine building and innovation, automotive design, all kinds of stuff. And it's really, I feel totally privileged to be able to have these people on my show and to be able to talk with them. Because it's one thing when you read about somebody, but when you actually meet that person in person... And then to be able to carry on a dialogue, and then be able to, you know, reflect. I mean, I'm thankful that I got into, you know, around racing and stuff when I moved to Florida from California in the '70s, and I started going to the races, and that was because my friends were into it. and We were all into it, and you know, great minds think alike, I should say. And uh, so we all kind of hung around the racetracks and started out with the drag racing. Then we went to uh, some of the rounding round tracks, and then they said, well, we need to go to some of these uh, road races like Daytona and Sebring, and then Road Atlanta. And, uh, you know, Monterey and Sears Point. And it's just absolutely incredible. And I'm just thrilled and privileged to be able to actually have come in contact with some of these people. And, I mean, like last year, I had the pleasure of meeting Jackie It's actually the second time. I met him in Monterey a number of years ago. But to be able to sit there and spend some time and talk to him a little bit. Uh, music legends, like John Oates. You know, he's another one. He was on our show. And, you know, they were real popular back in the, in the 70s. So it's pretty amazing. And ladies and gentlemen... If you tune into our show every Tuesday between eight seven and eight p.m. That's right, seven and eight p.m. We got five minutes yet. Okay, four minutes. Something like that. Tom is giving me the hand. Well, usually he gives me the finger, but this time he gave me the hand. Okay, <laughs> so um, you know, well, we're going to do our best to try to get some of the legendary people on this year. I mean, that's a, that's a goal. There's been a number of people that I've tried to get on the show, and unfortunately, they passed, and uh, and all they are now is a memory. But they've they've left us with so much, you know. Uh, when i say when i use the term riches you know just knowledge and experience and and stuff that they did and and sometimes i'm lost for words um just you know the, the stuff that they did their accomplishments and uh that's what's just really really cool and keep in mind when like when we talk to these legends and these are the guys that basically why we have racing today, or why we have cool cars, or why our motorsport, our auto sport, is what it is, because of these guys. Because a lot of these guys were pioneers. When I talk, when I think back, to some of the guys that have been on my show, the Carol Shelby, who is probably one of my greatest. Um, you know, I don't want to say idol or hero or anything like that, but he was just one of the guys that was just tremendously influential to me. You know, I mean, the guy that. We start reading up on Carroll Shelby, who's just an absolutely amazing guy. But you start looking at guys like Alex Asidius, you know, who after World War II, you know, with the belly tankers and SoCal Speed Shop and running the dry lakes in California. And then the Salt flats and with these land speed cars running 200 miles an hour and literally death traps. Just amazing stuff. Uh, Ed Iskandarian, the Cam Father, you know, created all these really cool cam chefs. Uh, Vic Edelbrock has been on our show. I mean, you start looking at these are legendary names, you know. And I'm, and again, I'm, I'm just really, really grateful for that. That I've had the opportunity to meet some of these people. And that's why I make an effort. And that's why I tell you guys, if you really are truly into this stuff, you need to go to these events like Amelia Island. You need to go to Monterey. You need to go to SEMA. You need to go to Scottsdale because that's where you're going to run into these people, the people that are in the know, that are devoted and committed to our hobby and uh so you know it's just cool we got to have chris jacobs uh i was hanging out with him at a, at uh, barrett-jackson chris is a super nice guy we did a little facebooking thingy here and uh he's just a cool guy uh keith martin like I said you know the editor in chief of uh and creator founder of sports car market american car collector he's coming on our show uh, aaron shelby Carol Shelby's grandson, super nice guy. We're looking forward to having him on the show. Craig Jackson, I talked to Craig again. Super nice guy. We're going to try to get uh, Edsel Ford back on the show. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about Ford versus Ferrari because he was there with his dad during the 1966 Le Mans win. You know, where all three Ford GT40s came rolling across. So, just amazing stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget, we're here every Tuesday night between 7 and 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network. So if you want to hear some stories and some dialogue about from some of the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports and music from time to time, be sure and tune in here. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. I try to keep that stuff pretty active. Uh, feel free to visit my website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com. You can contact me anytime. i got a contact page in there if you have questions. Remember, I do appraisals, diminished values, and total losses. So, in the meantime, I want to see everybody at some of the car shows. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. forget this weekend ladies and gentlemen the orlando international guitar and music expo i want to see you guys there guitars
4: wtan
3: clearwater fm 106.1
4: wdcf dade city fm
1: 102.3 wzhr zephyr hills fm 104.3 listen